All right, guys, let's start with a prayer. Lord, thank you for this day. Bless us all here, Lord. Let us learn more of you each day, Lord. Let the words that I speak today be your words, Lord, not mine. The words of the Spirit, but not the flesh, Lord. I pray this today in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, please go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. First one there, could you please read it? Yes. First Corinthians chapter two, the whole chapter. I got you. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, uh, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ. What version is this? NIV. That's an IV. I don't either. Oh, chapter three? Yeah, chapter, chapter three. Said I, said, said I said chapter three. He said two. He said two the second time. <laughs> maybe, maybe in this universe, he said two. <laughs> he said two the second time. Okay, guys, let's go. Okay, I can read it. Thank you. No, I can read it. You're on the wrong thing, though. I'm on the right thing. Children, stop finding someone read, or Brothers I will read. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready, not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants, through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. God's service, uh, you are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ, Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer, will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? <coughs> if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves, and any kind, if any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age. You should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it's written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So that no more are boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours and you are of Christ and Christ is of God. Mm. Amen. You read verse 18 to 23 for me again. Uh, do not deceive yourselves, any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age. You should become fools so that you may become wise. 
For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So that no more boasting about human leaders, all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours, and you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. Amen. Now, right here, I want to concentrate on verse 18 and 23 for a second. And why directed you to this quote right here? I actually got this yesterday. So I was driving home from having a massive migraine. I was like, I can't take life right now. I don't know how to fix this. And then this came up to my mind. A man who is wise from himself is nothing but a proud fool. But a man who is wise by the Lord is a wise indeed. So often do we forget that what we learn in this world from the world is really no wisdom at all. It's pure folly, as described here compared to what is God. Do not deceive yourself if any of you think you are wise by the standard of the world. So often we go by the standards of this world and forget the standards of God. By the standards of God, we are all fools. We understand nothing. And then we so often forget this and go our own directions. In ministry and life, and teaching. We do this so often. And we can see this literally in all Corinthians. Corinthians was written, Corinthians was a letter written to the church of Corinth, who at this moment was being divided. The reason why it was divided was as verse 1 through 4 it says, um, There's jealousy and quarreling among you. Are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans for when one says I follow Paul and another I follow Paulus it was all because they were following a certain teacher they believed in one teacher in one man and forgot the foundation which is Jesus Christ they completely lost themselves and Paul was so enraged by this he literally called them infants children who can't even eat proper food yet that he must feed them milk because they cannot take anything else. This has blinded them. These are Christians, believers of Christ. Yet they're quarreling because they're following a man. The church today, as I can see in the world, is being divided so very often. They all look up to some pastor. They look up to another pastor. And then sometimes, even two different pastors in the same church, causing Complete division, loss of faith, and loss of sheep. As we who are raising up churches, we must keep this in mind. We must remember what Paul has said. Because one thing is a young believer, believing that they are wise. But us, believing that we are wise on our own devices, is so far more dangerous. As it is said right here in verse 10 through 14, Paul laid the foundation. He was first. He built the church. He laid the seeds. Then Apollos watered it. But none of them made it grow. He could have watered all he wanted, Apollos. Paul could have planted as many seeds as he wanted. Without God, it would never grow. 
God is the foundation to everything we do in every single ministry. Doesn't matter if you're called into youth ministry, into some kind of arts ministry, or even rapping for God. It doesn't matter. What really matters is Jesus being at the center. Not letting ourselves go beyond our limits. And it seems at times kind of obvious that God is the center. But that's also why we so often forget. Because right here, this is a Christian church. They all know Jesus is the Savior. But right now, they're eating like Paul is the Savior or Apollos is the Savior. That he's the one teaching the truth, but not Jesus. Why is that? Paul even describes it as a foundation. And that everything that is built upon that foundation will be tested by fire. When everything's done, when you leave this world, your ministry will be tested by fire. All that you've done in this world will be tested by fire. Now what will happen? Will it withstand it? Or did you build it upon a foundation built upon your own wisdom? Or did you build it by God? That's the dif- difference right here. If you build it by God, it will withstand the fire. If you did not, it will crumble and turn to ashes. Everything you work for will no longer exist. For the, wor- the works of man, which die so easily, it ends so quickly. Even in verse 16, do you know what, that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple and God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you are together that temple. Right now he's saying this isn't just, this mistake does not just lead to just misguiding something at the end of your life it'll just turn to dust. No, he's saying it will destroy what God has built. What God's building is being destroyed from your folly. So often we forget that our decisions as pastors, as leaders, as deacons can so often factor in to the message we're living in. Like those pastors that just made that one simple mistake of cheating on their wives or molesting a child. Do you think those churches were ever the same again? Heck, ministries in the world, this nation, aren't the same anymore because of their actions. Like Sadia was mentioning earlier, she was talking to someone, and she, er, later her friend just said, um, I bet your pastor she's on his wife all the time and you just don't know it. It brings an image. We are a representation of God and Jesus. More importantly, we are always his representation. So all that we do affects who he is. If you do something that is not supposed to be done, it will be seen as what Jesus do. Now I want to stress verse 18 to 23 again. What I stress is right here is something I like to call the humble wisdom. Now, the Bible does not say that we will never be wise, that we will be fools. No. It says that we can be wise through God and through God alone. The humble wisdom is wisdom built from God, from humbly learning from Him, and everlasting learning. In Proverbs, it mentions. Why are you laughing, bro? In Proverbs, it mentions a man who is truly wise 
does not consider himself wise. But one who is a fool considers himself to be wise. To consider ourselves wise is to be a fool in itself. To consider us to be continually looking for wisdom, that's a different story. It depends where you're going to look for that wisdom. Are you going to the world? Or are you going to the one who's all-knowing? Now I want you to consider each one of your ministries right now. Are you going to the world to find your passions, your wisdom? Or are you going to Jesus? I've seen it multiple times. Many pastors. I'm sure all of you have heard some. They're just supposed to be wise to the world. But once you look at the church, they're fools. There can be no greater fools. Sure, they have church thousands. But how many can you say they're really Christians? How many can you say they're really sheep? When I see their churches, most of the sheep are sheep and are wolves in sheep's clothing. They only dirty the image of God. They don't even love them. They don't respect them. Yet they claim as a huge victory. Why? Because they believed they were wise on their own devices. So many churches today go to the most modern marketing techniques. Putting their, sh- their church on a board, on a commercial. What good would that do? Are you selling something? Are you giving people the salvation Jesus gave them? Are you teaching them? Are you telling them who Jesus is? Or are you just selling them something? These are things that we must always consider and keep in our minds. Now I'm going to close out in a prayer. And I want you guys to keep this in mind. Because if we ever forget this, we no longer are doing God's work. We're doing the work of the enemy. Lord, thank you for this word you have given us, Lord. Help us remind ourselves that we are wise only in you, Lord. Let us always be guided by you, Lord. And let us always first consider your thoughts, Lord. And always consider you, Lord. Always discuss things with you before we do anything in our lives, Lord. For our lives, our ministry itself, Lord. I pray this to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you.